Welcome to Unsung Stories, where we'll be chatting to unacclaimed mamas in the Christian world who love Jesus, are faithfully seeking to know and love God more, and pointing their families to Him. I'm your host, Laura Smith, and I hope that you will find solidarity with a regular mum living out the gospel in regular ways and be encouraged in your own unsung story. Thanks for joining us. So I'm hoping today we might be able to have a hard look at our parenting because I'm wondering if any part of Chloe's story in our last episode resonated with you. Was the Bible or church something that felt forced on you? Did you feel spiritually manipulated? Did you see your parents and God as equal? What about purity culture? How popular is deconstruction at the moment? The evangelical movement is on the rise. And as we listen to their stories, how common is it to hear people's stories of their family or their school or their church as being a place of pain, of judgment, condemnation, of forced behavior instead of changed hearts? And just thinking of our own little world, our little families that we're responsible for, Chloe's story has had me thinking how we must live out our faith, not only for our good, but for the good of our children. It cannot be something that we just believe and don't put into practice. Our lives will shape our kids more than we realize or probably even want. So are we showing them what it means to be a disciple? Are we modeling repentance? Are we prayerfully, humbly dependent on God and showing them that we are? Are we inviting them in on our suffering and reorientating to Jesus through it? Are we modeling knowing God through his word? Are we prioritizing being in fellowship with his people? I mean, we're post-COVID. Are we back at church yet? Are we back serving and getting involved in ministry? Are we being servant-hearted with all the areas of our life which will have an impact on our kids as we give our time and our energy and our money to others instead of ourselves and our children are an extension of ourselves? Are we being apathetic with our faith, professing that we believe by having little or no change in the way we live? Are we not understanding something about the gospel? Do we have a view of God that needs realigning? Do we have an undercurrent based on works or making amends for our sin? Do we have a parenting style that could hinder the message of the gospel? Are we too authoritarian that hinders a relationship with our kids or shapes their view of authority as a tyrant or unloving or demanding perfection? Could we be expecting too much of our kids that crushes them, that shapes their thinking that they'll never be good enough and never good enough for God? Could we be unloving or ungracious or sending the message that they're not worthy of forgiveness? Like, Have a think about it. Is there some way the, the way you live your life could be hindering the message of the gospel in some way? And is there something that you need to repent of to seek forgiveness and change your behavior? So for those of us who have grown up with parents that have caused hurt in this way, I hope Chloe's story offers solidarity and hope, hope for the future, that there can be change. You can heal that narrative in your family. You can ask God to partner with you and allow him to heal and you can let it stop with you. 
I have no doubt that it will be hard as you do the work of putting your natural tendencies and learnt upbringing aside. As you practice repentance and seeking forgiveness for those times that you stuff up. Oh, can I encourage you to pray about it? Ask God to be protecting your kids for the times that you will fail to keep working in your heart and life to be a reflection of Him, to keep turning to Him in your prayers, to comfort your kids when they need comfort, to guide them when you may not. And I mean, it could be worth chatting to a more mature or experienced woman in your local church instead of listening to me. Um, But I'm pretty convinced of this for every mother or every parent that it's not going to be those moments that we deem amazingly godly that is going to shape our kids' view of Christian living. You know, the ones like where they've memorized scripture or Plato Bible activity that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy about teaching your kids about Jesus. I mean, do those things. They are helpful and good practices. But it's going to be the mom who is turning to Jesus in everything, It's the mum who sins in her anger again and turns to her kids again to seek forgiveness from God and them again. It's going to be the mum that repents of ignoring her kids to scroll her phone or it's going to be that mum says no to gluttony, no to laziness, no to gossip. The one who's working hard to serve and practice humility and choose patient and is kind with her words and is faithful and obedient and aligns her heart to God and seeks holiness before anything else. And know that you are not alone in this task. The Bible has some beautiful promises for us. We're not alone in the task of putting us into death. This freedom comes through Jesus and not our efforts, as hard as we do try. Ask for the Spirit's help and power. Romans 8 tells us to put to death the deeds of the body by the Spirit. Galatians tells us that we have all the good in us to do so, that we've been given the fruits of the Spirit. So dedicate yourself to using them and developing them in your life. And God tells us in Ezekiel 36, And I will put my Spirit within you, and I will cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. 1 John 1, 9 is clear. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Be diligent in putting practices in place to renew your mind and orientate yourself to God. Colossians 4, keep your eyes fixed on things above. Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. Philippians 4.8, dwell on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure, lovely, gracious, excellent and worthy of praise. Will these things magically happen? No. Make a plan to invest in these things. Plan your day around it, your week, your life. Go to church, get in a Bible study and go to it. Don't be foolish to think that anything else in this life is more important or worthwhile than being in fellowship with other believers. Don't be foolish to think that you'll just happen to find time to read the Bible each day. That will not happen unless you plan for it to happen. Don't be apathetic in your Christian walk. God promises eternity is coming and what we do in this life matters and he has equipped you for every good work. So make good choices, my friends.